You are Locked On Horn Frogs. Your daily podcast on the TCU Horn Frogs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome into Locked On Horn Frogs, your daily TCU podcast. It is Wednesday, January 27th. Appreciate you joining me. Sorry, I'm a little late this morning. Um, had some family business to attend to last night, so I didn't get to record on Tuesday night. So coming to you on Wednesday morning, but the pod will be up throughout the day, so hope that you can catch it. If you usually listen to it on your morning commute, my apologies. Uh, it just didn't happen this morning. But wanted to uh, share some draft news in this segment, talk about some TCU guys. Um, that have shown up in some mock drafts and also uh, a note about the Senior Bowl and Garrett Wallow. So we'll talk about that here in segment number one. Segment number two, uh, TCU, the women, they lost to Baylor on Tuesday night. So we'll talk about that game, uh, look at their upcoming game. And the men are supposed to play on Thursday. And as of the time I'm recording this, still trying to find out what Jamie Dixon's status is. Uh, so we'll see. Um you know how that shakes out, but I'll update you on that in segment number two. In segment number three, we'll uh, break down a question that came up on the Locked On Big 12 podcast yesterday, and I thought it was a good topic, so I wanted to explore it on our podcast as well. But let's start with some draft talk. Uh, Trayvon Merrick has showed up in the first round of a couple mock drafts. Um, so this was actually last week, but Daniel Jeremiah over the weekend put out his first mock draft for the 2021 season, and he has Merrick at number 25 to the Jacksonville Jaguars, and he gave a brief little blurb on Merrick's game, and what he said was he was the best safety in the draft class and has the ability to play in the deep middle or inside the box. He has a high ceiling and a high floor, and you're consistently seeing uh, Merrick grade out as the top safety in this draft, which is uh, a really great accomplishment for him. Looks like TCU is going to put another <clears throat> first-round pick in the NFL. They've been doing that consistently now, year after year. Uh, so, you know, possibly another feather in the cap for Gary Patterson and that defensive staff as they once again take a guy who was not super well-known on the recruiting trail and have turned him into a first-round pick. But I, I do think the versatility of Trayvon, Trayvon's game is going to be huge in this draft process because we all know in that 4-2-5 defense that TCU plays, you have to do multiple things. You have to be able to cover in man coverage, whether that be against tight ends or, you know, guys in the slot. And then you have to be able to come up and play in the box too. So he's done a little bit of everything, and I think he'll be prepared for the modern game because what you're seeing now with safeties is there's less and less guys. I mean, the safety position – even 15, 20 years ago, I remember Roy Williams, who played at Oklahoma and then played for the Cowboys for a while. And that was like the old school safety. Basically just a guy that thumped people over the middle. Like if you came on a crossing pattern or if you were running deep on a post, you were going to get lit up. And that was, you know, big physical, um, can come down the box and make plays in the run game. That was what the safety position was. And now... Everything's so spread out, uh, people are passing the ball so much that it's changed. And you still have guys like like Jamal Adams is still a box safety. I mean, he can do a little bit of everything, but what he's best at is uh, is playing down there in the box, coming on blitzes, making sacks. And Merrick has shown the ability to do both. I mean, he's really good in coverage. 
He's able to cover tight ends. He's able to cover guys in the slot, run in one-on-one, and play the middle over the top. And then he can also come down the box and make plays in uh, in that game as well. And Mel Kuyper put out his first mock draft for 2021, and he has uh, Merrick going to the Saints at 28. He said that um, Merrick would be a successor to 33-year-old Malcolm Jenkins, who's there in New Orleans right now. Trayvon had six interceptions over the past two seasons. And Mel Kuyper, again, says Trayvon is the number one safety in this draft class. So, I mean, I hope for for his sake, I mean, selfishly, just kind of looking at um, the organization itself, New Orleans is a much better organization than Jacksonville, even though they're going to have a lot of turnover in the offseason, namely with with the retirement of Drew Brees. It looks like that's going to happen. But still, like New Orleans is a very stable organization. Jacksonville has has not shown that ability. They did get Urban Meyer, though, and that would be an intriguing place as well. But um, whatever the case is, I hope it works out for for Trayvon. And it's just really cool that, again, we're talking about a first-round draft pick at TCU because even some of the best teams, you know, best years that this program's had, we haven't, had all, we haven't always had bona fide NFL prospects that we're talking about week in and week out, or year in and year out. So it's really cool that Merrick is getting that attention and uh, just a- another great branding opportunity and advertising opportunity for TCU football to say, hey, we put another, we're going to put another guy in the league and it's another player who folks didn't really project to be that type of force when he was coming out of high school. Um, also saw this come down earlier today, or this was yesterday, late last night. This is sad news. Garrett Wall is not going to be able to participate in the Senior Bowl because he tested positive for COVID-19. Um, so, first of all, we hope that Garrett recovers quickly. And, I mean, that's the biggest thing. But also, I was really excited for him to play at the Senior Bowl because we, we saw LJ Collier, um, his stock rise significantly at the Senior Bowl. And Garrett's another guy. He just plays so well. He plays so hard. I imagine he was going to take uh, – take the coaching um, that he got there and would just be great with it, would understand, you know, exactly what he was supposed to do. Um, he, he's a guy from Louisiana. I know he was excited to get that evaluation process, and I, I don't know. I hope and I, I assume that Garrett will be invited to the Combine, but I can't say that for sure. So, um, man, I, it's just too bad. But the main thing is his health, and I hope he recovers quickly and is symptom-free, and that he can go through the rest of the draft process with uh, no hiccups. But I think Garrett would have really shined at the Senior Bowl, and it's just too bad that opportunity got taken away from him uh, because of something outside of his control. Coming up next, we'll talk some TCU basketball. This is Locked on Horn Frogs. But before we do that, I want to tell you about one of our great sponsors, um, Built Bar. Built Bar is delicious. It's the most delicious protein bar on the market. And... Uh, one of the things I love about Built Bar is they have um, amazing flavors. They have, you know, some classic flavors like German chocolate and peanut butter. But then they also have uh, some more interesting flavors like lemon almond cheesecake and cookies and cream. And it's good for you, too. It's only 180 calories. It's good fuel for your body. Um, I like to eat it in the mornings. It's sort of become my breakfast routine now. Just grab a Built Bar. It's really convenient. Um, you know, they're, they're portable. You can go, you can take it on the go when I'm getting kids out of the house 
and take them to school. I grab a Built Bar, and uh, I enjoy it. BuiltBar.com. Use that promo code LOCKEDON. Get 20% off your next order. Try some of these amazing flavors. I suggest peanut butter or German chocolate, but I'm a pretty, you know, just classic, plain guy. You can go a lot of different directions. Again, that's BuiltBar.com. All right, welcome back to Locked On Horn Frogs. Stephen Simcox here with you. Appreciate you joining me today, and let's talk some TCU basketball. Last night, TCU women were in action. They fall to Baylor, eighty-two to forty-nine. TCU is now seven and seven on the season, and two and seven in conference play. It has been a rough go for the Lady Frogs in Big Twelve play. Um, they'll get ready for a matchup against West Virginia now on Saturday at home. That game will be at one p.m. on Saturday. West Virginia. Ranked number 24 in the nation, so another tough one coming up for uh, for the Frogs. But in this Baylor game, um, again, just really struggling to score. And that's been, you know, the, the story all year long. Uh, Lauren Hurd, she ends up with 14 points, but was 4 of 22 from the field, 1 of 6 from three-point range. Dee Dee Richards is one of the best defenders in the country, and she did a really nice job on Lauren on Tuesday night. And... I mean, once you get past Hurd, only one other player in double digits, that was Michelle Berry. She had 12 points on the evening. But overall, uh, TCU shoots 29% from the field, 14% from three. They were three of 21 and eight of 13 from the line. So another just really poor shooting night. And Baylor's offense was able to get going and was pretty consistent throughout the game. Moon Erson had 21 points. She led all scores, but it was a fairly balanced night. And Alyssa Smith had 18 uh, Sarah Andrews came off the bench and had 18 points as well. So West Virginia coming up next. They are 5-2 and two in Big 12 play, 11-2 overall, another good team. And it's going to be a tough matchup because they played solid defense all year long. Um, you know, they're holding their opponents to about 65 points per game. Coming into this one, they're coming off a 65-56 to 56 win over uh, Kansas State. And they actually play Texas Tech this afternoon at 4 o'clock. So, um, hope the Frogs can bounce back against West Virginia. This is a team uh, that has just not really been able to meet expectations this year. It, it's been a tough season for them, and now 2-7 and seven in conference play. Uh, they do play Kansas next week, and that was a team that they beat earlier this year. So, maybe going down the stretch, there's an opportunity to string some wins together as the schedule gets a little bit easier. But you still have to play Iowa State again. You still have to play Texas again. Um, it, it's it's just a, a rough schedule moving forward. But halfway through conference play now and sitting at 2-7 and seven on the year, you hope the second half of the Big 12 season goes better for, uh, for TCU basketball. Um, and I know Coach Peebley and that staff is working hard to try to get them on the right track. But it's just been – um, a tough year with injuries. I, I think some of the newcomers that they brought in, they really felt like we're going to pick up some of the, the slack on the scoring end, and that just hasn't happened, um, at, at least to this point. Maybe that changes as the year goes on, but um, it, it hasn't really solidified and, and come together yet. So we'll be a, sort of a curious off season to see how they adjust and try to um, adapt and get back to what was a really good team a couple of years ago, and they've just fallen on hard times this season. But 82-49, uh, Baylor defeats TCU, and the Lady Frogs now get ready for a game against West Virginia and try to avoid falling below 500 overall and uh, improve that conference record as well. Um, TCU basketball, the men, they're going to play Kansas tomorrow, back in action after almost two weeks off. 
Um, so it will be good to see the team back on the floor. I know they've been practicing. Still waiting to see what Jamie Dixon's status is. Um, hopefully we'll find out either today or, I mean, for sure we'll know by tomorrow because he's supposed to coach or he would be coaching if he was available. Um, but COVID issues continue for this team. Jamie Dixon tested positive. He announced that uh, a couple weekends ago, and they haven't played since that embarrassing loss to uh, to Oklahoma earlier this year. R.J. Nimhard said that uh, they're hoping Coach Dixon can get back as soon as possible, but they'll be ready to go. And if he's not available um, on Thursday, then either Ryan Miller or Tony ben- Benford will uh, will take over as head coach for the day. Benford was head coach at um, North Texas for a long time before he took this TCU job. So he would certainly be up to the task to step in and uh, and do the job if he had to. Coach Dixon's feeling better, but he told Drew Davidson he still has some effects after testing positive uh, for COVID-19. He's been in self-isolation since January 18th, and they're still waiting to determine if he can uh, play. But as of Tuesday afternoon, the team had enough guys to give it a go. So they're going to um, they're gonna play, and, and they're going to uh, do what they can to get back on track tomorrow night. Uh, and then they'll play um, Missouri on Saturday, and Mizzou lost to Auburn last night. But Missouri is having a really good team, uh, season. They're a top 15 team. So even in the Big 12 SEC Challenge, TCU can just not avoid – playing a really good team in number 12, Mizzou. They lost last night to Auburn, um, 88-82. to uh, 82, But they're a really good team. They're 10-3 and three on the year, 5-1 uh, and one at home, and that game's going to be in Columbia. So another tough matchup for TCU coming up, but we'll see how they do as they get back uh, and get back in action from COVID-19. Also, you know, hoping everybody's available. You don't know that for sure. This is kind of just – um, the the week to week world we're living in right now with COVID nineteen, um, but we'll you know we'll see what goes down and what happens as we move forward with TC basketball. I think the biggest thing is, can you get back to at least being competitive? You know, I don't expect them like I'll be honest, I don't expect them to be Kansas on the road. I just I can't see that happening. But can you not lose by thirty? Uh, just getting blown out day or game after game is, is starting to get old. And I know they played Baylor tough for a half, but then in the second half, they really couldn't sustain it. And you just, you have to start getting back on track. The schedule's not getting easier. This does not look like a postseason team. Um, but if you can find a way to, to play well against KU and at least be in that game, that should give you some confidence moving forward as you go to a tough non-conference game against Missouri that's coming up on Saturday. Coming up next, I want to discuss a topic that came up on the uh, Locked On Big 12 podcast. I'll break that down uh, on the other side of the break. But first, let's talk about betonline.ag. Do you want to make some money? Have you been interested in sports betting in the past, but you say, oh, I don't really know how to go about it. I don't know, you know, what is best to bet on, how to place my bets. Well, go to betonline.ag. As I said, they're your online sportsbook experts. You can get the latest lines. You can get headlines. You can get injury reports. As we inch closer to the Super Bowl here in a couple weeks, you're going to want to um, know what the best prop bets are. You're going to want to know, should I bet the over-under? Should I bet the line itself? These are the things you can find out at betonline.ag. Lee Sterling from Paramount Sports runs the website. 
He does a great job. He does a podcast every day called Locked on Bets where he'll give you a few tips um, to bet on every single day, Monday through Friday. So go to betonline.ag. If you uh, sign up and use the promo code Locked On, you can get a 50% welcome bonus. One more time, that's betonline.ag. Sign up today. All right, final segment here on Locked On Horn Frogs, uh, Wednesday edition. Don't forget, you can subscribe and uh, rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, on Stitcher, wherever it is that you like to listen, you can subscribe to the show. And then also, I- I'd love it if you give me a review and if you're like, well, what-, what does it matter if I like the show, if I, you know, review it or if you don't like to do that? I totally understand, but um, it helps, like, the podcast process. Um, it-, it can be recommended more by Apple or by whatever service you use if you review it and give it a good review, or if somebody stumbles upon it, um, people typically like to look at those reviews. And if I have good reviews, then, uh, you know, there's a better chance that somebody might say, okay, well, I'll tune into an episode. I'll listen to an episode. And uh, so I'd appreciate you doing that if you don't mind. On tomorrow's show, I'm going to talk some TCU baseball. I'm trying to secure a guest from College Baseball Nation to talk about TCU and some Big 12 baseball going into the season. But um, I'll let you know about that for sure tomorrow. If not, then I'll just talk some baseball kind of on my own. We'll scatter shoot and look around the league a little bit. But right now, I wanted to discuss a topic that I saw on Locked On Big 12. And Locked On Big 12 is hosted by my friend Josh Neighbors. He does a really good job. That's another podcast that I'd encourage you to check out to subscribe to. It's called Locked On Big 12. And he brought this up. He said, is the Big 12 now a basketball conference? And I think it's a really good topic. And initially, I mean, the Big 12 is still very Texas-centric. And I mean the state of Texas. Obviously, UT, unfortunately, has a lot of power and a lot of say in the conference as a whole. But most of the teams are based here in the state of Texas. You know, you still have OU. You still have the Kansas schools, Iowa State, and West Virginia. But... TCU, Texas, Baylor, Texas Tech. There is a lot of Texas representation in this league. And everybody in the state of Texas loves football. Everybody in the South loves football. I mean, Oklahoma is another state. They care about football. Iowa State, they are a football program that's uh, growing. And you can see the passion from Cyclones fans as Matt Campbell has turned this thing around. But you start looking around the conference. Kansas has always and will always be a basketball school. I think Les Miles is doing his best. But, I mean, that that is an uphill climb, getting that football program back to respectability. And I think a lot of what Les Miles is trying to do is just get them to a place where they have – uh, a solid recruiting class on a consistent basis, and then he's probably going to leave. I don't know if Les Miles will actually be there for if, – if Kansas is going to get to a point where they could win seven, eight games, which I still think is a long way away. I'm not sure if Les Miles will be the coach on the sidelines. I think he might have been the guy that brought in the talent that made it possible for the next person to do that. But anyway, KU basketball school. Baylor is turning into a basketball school. I mean, I for a long time thought Scott Drew was a bad coach. And I still think there's some limitations there. But they look like one of the two best teams in the country. Last year, they were very, very good. 
They have, I think, the number eight recruiting class in the nation coming in next season. So he's starting to build something. And, I mean, they're also just a program that you expect to see in the tournament just about every year. Texas Tech turning into a basketball school. I mean, Chris Beard has done an amazing job there. He is the most popular coach on that campus right now. They brought in Mac McClung, one of the most coveted transfers in the country. They're bringing in one-and-dones. They're building something there in Lubbock. West Virginia, Bob Huggins consistently has them in the top 25. They're another really good program. I think Oklahoma State and Mike Boynton, they're on the right track. They got Cade Cunningham, top freshman in the country. And I I think Coach Boynton's a good coach. Oklahoma, Lon Kruger's doing a nice job there. Now, you know, those two schools are not top five, top ten teams, but that's six teams that are really solid and doing a great job. Kansas State, uh, the Bruce Weber thing might be over. I don't know. They won the Big 12 not too long ago with Dean Wade, and in the last couple seasons, they've been a mess. Iowa State felt like they had something go with Hilton Magic, but they really haven't gotten to that same level since Fred Hoiberg left. They had a nice run. TCU, I mean, I, I really thought when they made the tournament in year two that they would be more consistently, you know, in the top 25, in the mix to be in the postseason. And it just hasn't come together. I, I still believe in Jamie Dixon now. I think it's fair to say, like, next season, if, if you have another year like this, you got to turn up the heat because this is starting to become a trend of a team that's middle, you know, middle of the pack to bad. And at least last year, like, they were a middle of the pack team last year, but they beat West Virginia. They beat Baylor. They played Kansas tough. And I know a lot of that was Desmond Bain was a NBA player, and that makes a big difference. But – that team had something going. This team does not really seem to have much momentum or much going on um, moving forward. So there are questions to be answered there. But I really think that this league is starting to turn. And I don't know if it's going to be that way in 10 years. But right now, I would say it's a basketball conference. From, from a football perspective, I mean, it pains me to say it, the Big 12 still hasn't won a playoff game. And... I think they're right there with the Pac-12 as sort of, you know, the little brother to the SEC and the ACC. Now, top to bottom, no, they're not. But, I mean, fair or not, people measure this thing by big game success. And the Big 12 just hasn't had it lately. And they'll have to fix that. But I I think Josh is on to something by saying that this is a basketball conference. That'll do it for Locked on Horn Frogs. I'm Stephen Simcox. Thank you for joining me today. I'll be back tomorrow. Uh, This is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.